the project. Kuwait. Learn. Hey, everybody. Yeah, I was waiting on you. So, yeah, you're always waiting on me. We sat down, we sat down with uh, Reese Dunn, breath expert, so to speak. But we didn't really talk about breath. We talked about it for the first 15 minutes, and then we really got into some deep stuff. Yeah, so this one is definitely for you guys who are looking to try and take control of your body to get a better understanding of what's going on inside your body and then actually get a better performance because of that. And take control of your life too. I mean, we talked a lot about the flow state and what it means to get into that flow state and what you're capable of when you get into that hyper-focused state. And, you know, we gave out a couple of good resources. The Rise of Superman was a book that we talked about. So it's a great episode in terms of finding that. Yeah, exactly. If you were looking for that extra like one, five, ten percent out of your training, then this one's for you. And we talk about the dark place, but you know, that goes into just being that state of flow. So yeah. guys, enjoy this episode. I think it's epic. The information we get from Reese is just on a different level in terms of elite training, really. Definitely. It's looking, it's it. that, as I said, it's that extra percentage that yeah. you know you're going to get a lot from your training. Everyone will benefit from this. Definitely. And if you get more oxygen to the brain, you're better off. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> so, you, keep breathing as well, guys. Keep breathing, please. So enjoy, guys. <laughs> All this and more in today's episode. We got Reese Dunn in the house. Breath expert, movement Ooh. expert, panorama... Pranayama. Pranayama. Pran, pran, Pranayama. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, give it to the half American, half Kuwaiti over here to pronounce that, right? <laughs> but um, so, dude, obviously you were a coach at one of the local gyms here for a long time. Mm -hmm. You've been in Kuwait. You kind of got those local roots built up. Been here for a while. Yes. A lot of people know you. We've, you know, I've seen you through your journey of going through movement and now into the breath work, which I think is phenomenal. I got to try some of that yesterday. Yes. So why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, your background, man? So background, I began as a coach. I'm from London originally. And background, I began being an athlete in calisthenics and freestyle calisthenics. So it's big, huge moves on the bar, crazy, crazy flips and spinning and throwing yourself around and super bad protracted posture yeah. <laughs> comes with that yeah and i met meg yeah awesome yeah. megan she showed me the movement community so that i branched off into that for a bit after that i realized all of my clients they're older and stiffer and we have tension in our body realized it for myself how am i supposed to breathe in these movements so i said look when i teach a child they can learn it immediately they have no trauma, they have no tension, they have no mental barriers. When I incorporate the breath work, people loosen up. So I started to incorporate this within my own training, within my clients, and immediately the effects change. For me, breath work is a thing where the gap between the mind-body connection that so many people struggle with actually connecting is bridged immediately. So this is why I do breath work. This is why I incorporate it. We cannot build tension with tension we must know how to relax first and then build tension upon it i tried it yesterday firsthand yes and i was telling liam before the episode started i was like you know this is some woo, -woo stuff it's a little crazy <laughs> you know and he, he laughed at me he was like yeah dude you were saying that before and now that you tried it you're, you're all game about it. i was like yeah i was like i literally felt i don't even know how to explain the feeling it was like this elevated feeling relaxed no tension, mm. you know, my mind was at ease, you know, yeah, it lasted for about an hour or two, but it was great, dude. I mean, so 
what's what's what, can you give us a, like some of the background on the physiological changes that happen mm-hmm. when you actually do breath work and you're getting oxygen into the brain and through the blood and all that stuff? Yes, physiological changes. Firstly, it's all biochemistry, right? So any thoughts that we have can basically hit our hormonal centers immediately. Each thought is linked to a hormone. For example, if we feel anger or if we feel aggression, we may hit our adrenaline centers and they'll secrete some hormones and that has an effect on our physiology, right? Now, we have the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. Sympathetic is where we go into a fight or flight state. Fight or flight is high stress. So a lot of people live in that high stress place. And it's interesting because when I've been to places like uh, Asia, to Africa, it shows in a culture, whether they are in a parasympathetic state or in a sympathetic state. When I go to the US, when I go to the UK, everyone, you can tell by their posture that they are under stress. When I go to Africa, when I go to uh, Asia, you can tell by their posture, they know how to downregulate. So in terms of the physiology of things, When it comes to breathing, everything is to do with the spine. It's all energy, it's all electricity, it's all, everything has a a charge on this. Everything that we see has a charge, electrical charge. And there's something called cerebral spinal fluid. What is that? It is made up of proteins, it is made up of salts, and it's made up of solutions. When you drop proteins and salts into solution, it has a, electromagnetic charge. This is just flowing up and down our spine constantly. And when we breathe, we move this fluid up and down. And this creates a better connection between our mind and body. So when we're moving it up and we're accelerating the rate in which it moves up and down our spine from each inhale and exhale, then we start to create different hormones in our brain. So there's a gland in the body called the pineal gland. It's a in the woo-woo yoga culture, it's like the big third eye, you're going to get awakened off this, but really anyone can access. It's just a gland that emits hormones. When we're happy, serotonin comes out, dopamine comes out. But when it's time to go to sleep and everything goes dark, then melatonin comes out. So I want to ask you, how yesterday did you feel after the breath work, after we had done, for example, 30 breaths, we hit the Wim Hof method yesterday which is 30 breaths hard as you can, focusing on hyper-oxygenating the blood. After we hyper-oxygenated, what was the state, mental state you were in? Like directly after it, it was almost this enlightened high feeling. It, or like this, I don't know, like I just felt like my everything had been elevated. Like, you know, it just felt good, to be honest with you. It felt like I was de-stressed, I was hyper-focused. I heard an owl, like when we were doing it, like there was an owl about, you know, probably 600, 700 meters away. And it was just, I was so hyper-focused on that sound, Mm. you know, where I could clear everything out into one sound. It was very, it was a very weird state, to be honest with you. Like it was a very interesting state of mind Mm. that I got into. And it carried out throughout most of the day up until, you know, I got to the gym and got ready to, you know, do my workout and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then, you know, the stress set back in and all that stuff. But before that, like I, I was in a great mood. It was amazing. Like it really had this profound effect on just, I don't even know how to describe it, hyper... Hypersensitivity. Hypersensitivity, yeah, to mm. different things. Yes. Yeah, you know, and for me, it was sound, in all honesty. Sound, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely sound. Yeah, sounds powerful, man. 
in terms of when you say sound, are you expressing sound or are you hearing it? Hearing sound. Okay, hearing yes. sound. Like I was hearing like sounds very vividly, if that vividly, makes any yeah. sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is so that was what you were feeling is the the serotonin release. It all as soon as we get the like I said, the acceleration of the fluids up in here starts to secrete serotonin, starts to secrete dopamine, which is the happy hormone. Serotonin's a happy hormone, but dopamine's like the it's like the step up. It's like, why does everyone love chocolate? Dopamine. Why does everyone love sugar? Dopamine. The breath can access these same chem chemicals. Our body already secretes all of these chemicals and it's, we're just provoking it to secrete them with different substances that we use. So we're kind of manipulating it at the right times because so right we, we can activate it instead of having to go and get a bar of chocolate from the gas station, whatever. Exactly. It's like going, okay, like we can just actually probably sit in our car for a second, just control our breathing, yep. get that same high. Get that same high. And the same focus, I guess. Because yes. I mean, like same as uh, Mario was saying about his experience, like when I looked into Wim Hof Method quite mm -hmm. a lot, I use it when I'm like in the ice bath, for example. Yes. And I've said before on the show, like when I go from the ice bath, then I come out and I feel like I'm walking on a cloud. Mm. Like I walk it on a cloud, like then uh, to the um, the jacuzzi, see yeah. in the jacuzzi. And I almost think I'm like going under the water because I'm so relaxed. It's so chill, yeah. And I'm just like, just like completely out, uh, owning my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like my thoughts aren't running away from me. Nope. They're like, there's nothing outside of the room that I'm in. Like mm -hmm. I'm just like, actually everything kind of slows down a little bit and just mm -hmm. becomes a little bit more manageable. Yes. So like you're actually controlling your thoughts at almost at the same rate that you're breathing. Yes. And I guess you can even find that when you come into that stress environment back into the gym and things like that, again, you kind of start thinking of like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And like mm -hmm. the faster you think, the faster you start breathing and you're not even moving any quicker. Yeah. And again, the breathing is like, if people take a like an inside look at their own breathing when they're in different states, they can see like they can actually, that the breathing controls their state Yes. and their state controls their breathing yes. as well. So exactly. if you can take hold of one thing which mm -hmm. is their breathing in this case then actually we can start to control how we feel about certain different situations and different emotions right 100 percent. this is exactly why i love to work with different athletes right because being an athlete being a top level athlete i get people that do free diving i get people that do gymnastics crossfit it doesn't matter as a high level athlete we need to control the mind the mental state and that's what the breath helps with getting ourselves into that, like you were saying, that focused in place to perform well. If we're going to use it to really excel, and it doesn't have to be performance as an athlete, this can be performance in your work. This can be performance in your hobby or your creativity. But just to get that flow state that they all talk about, yeah, yeah. this is how you become elite at whatever you want to be is the flow state. Breath work takes you there, like you said. Breath controls the emotions, emotions control the breath. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, when I when I think back to the last couple of years, when I've done good mm. playing sports, especially baseball, it's one mm. thing I can relate to. And because it's a you step into a batter's box, so there is brief seconds where mm -hmm. there is a waiting period before, like, the pitch or whatever, or, like the ball comes to you. And you, when I started taking deep breaths, it calms you down. You know, a lot of like the seasoned athletes will say, "Just take a deep breath, calm down, bring it down." Now, when someone's going into that type of a situation, all right? What is something short they could do to bring things back down to a level of calm? Instead of, if you don't have time to take 30 breaths. Mm, 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 so mm. what could they do yes. within those, you know, five to 10 seconds mm -hmm. to kind of just get back to a state of calm? Yes. Respiration as a whole is always depending upon how well we understand our own CO2. 
our own carbon. So when we inhale, oxygen. When we exhale, the waste product is CO2. So in those five to 10 seconds, the best thing to do is a prolonged exhale. Just a, a lot of people you'll see before they get there, they do this and they push it all off and that's good, but there's no control on it. It needs to be a soft and then you're in the present moment, a natural inhale for all flow. When I was looking into Wim Hof Method a lot more before, it was actually when I was competing about two years ago and I was in Cyprus mm. and it was before like quite a high stress like um, workout for me. Nice. And it was like, it was basically a speed clean ladder. Okay. So it was like the fastest time to do five cleans, heavier bars. Mm. There's some fairly decent athletes there, some guys who have gone to the CrossFit Games and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, like this is my jam. Like I know that I need to perform well at this. Mm-hmm. And something that hit me really hard before was that actually like Wim Hof's way of like holding your breath. Like I think it was like for 30, to, 30 seconds to a minute, however long you can do it comfortably for. Mm-hmm. And then just breathing out very slowly, as you said. Mm-hmm. And then just starting to like control your bo- your breathing in almost like a box breathing pattern. So yes. it's like maybe 10 seconds in or 10 counts in because that 10 seconds or 10 counts could be like, like 20, 30 seconds depending on how comfortable you are with that count. Yes. And that was something that like was crazy for me because I was thinking obviously like this is everyone's screaming and everything like that and I had my noise cancelling headphones on. You can see everyone going crazy. You can see the heat's going before you. Yes. And like I was kind of staring at it just like watching the clock on the wall actually like with my heart rate like, super slow. And I was so focused, but Epic. it's like, it's kind of counterintuitive. So like, it's kind of against the way that you would think that you should be that before that. Because be, yes. I'm thinking like, usually before I was thinking, okay, I've got to get my heart rate up, I've got to be going, mm-hmm. I, gotta, I, need to, I need to be flying. Whereas actually I was finding that I need to control my central nervous calm, system, yes. like, and control it and let it explode at the right point. And so, yeah, I actually held my breath for like a long period of time. I think I got up to like a minute and a half, two minutes, which even for me before, like, I don't do a lot of breathing exercises. So like holding your breath for that long is actually quite hard. <laughs> like even you see like the free divers, they're like three to six, seven minutes, yeah, something like that. Like yeah, it's yeah, like records like nine or 10 Yeah, minutes. like it's like crazy time. So like, uh-huh. and like, even if you try to hold your breath, like you, in the in the UK, you have this thing of like holding your breath when you go through a tunnel. <laughs> so you, like, it's like a weird thing that we do. Like as a kid, like you're yeah. like, hold your breath. It's time. Like, yeah. 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 Going yeah. to like the <laughs> Queen, Queenie yeah. 2 bridge. Just, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's um, it's funny, we, we all understand that. The majority of the people that might listen to this <laughs> yeah. probably got it. We're going through a tunnel. Like as a kid, you used to be like, like, Parents used to be like, hold your breath. And you'd like 10 seconds. You're like, yeah. oh, they what, died. What oh was God. the excuse they gave you? My, mine was like, you don't want to breathe in the fumes. And then my sister finally let out. She's like, no, we just wanted everybody to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. That's probably yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but it's just like that kind of thing. You've got to think of uh, like how long you can actually hold your breath for. And kind of involuntarily, without practice, it's quite hard to hold it for longer than a minute. But then when we get to like over a minute, you actually then start to con- feel that control. Yes. And you're like, okay. And then again, coming back to that competition, I was like, okay. And then as soon as I took my noise cancelling and the headphones off, as soon as I, I stayed in that kind of state of calm. Yes. And I'd walk onto the the, uh, the competition floor and like everyone's kind of like looking at everyone else, like kind of everyone's nervous. And uh-huh. I just looked at my judge like, went, hey man, how's it going? And I like <laughs> high fived him. I was like so calm. You so, had your head in the game. So really, ready to it? go. Yeah. And it's like that 10 second countdown then, especially for CrossFit, when you have that 10 second countdown, it's kind of good yeah. because uh, like, as soon as they say, okay, 10 seconds, then you can start amp, getting into the zone. Amp yourself up. Yeah, and almost like when you hear, like, um, it's, again, in, we have it in CrossFit, but like kind of the, that three, two, one beep, like it's like, boop, 
boop, like on the clock. Yeah. Like you can kind of use that and like it like gets, gets you know, your heart starts getting quicker and quicker yes. and quicker. And then like when it gets to zero, it's like boom, it's go. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. and like that was actually something again, I thought it was super counterintuitive to like uh actually how people think they should be. They think they should be ramping up. I mean, we talked about it before yeah. the flare flare yeah, competition, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's like controlling your central nervous system, not listening to like too crazy music or anything yeah, like yeah, half yeah. an hour before. Yeah. Because in thirty minutes time you're gonna need that energy. You're like, need that energy. like take it back a second. Yes. I listen to a lot of like Ludovico and Audi like piano music yeah. like when I'm when I'm warming up. <laughs> like just chilling, like making sure that I'm getting the right exercises to exercises, prime my body. Yes. But still controlling my breathing. And like that was the big thing that I found was a massive, massive help for yes. actually controlling my breathing and then actually getting a better performance mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. Out of being calm instead yes. of being like hyped up. Yes. But it's experience too. I mean, in all honesty, like I think a lot of what you're talking about, it comes with experience of doing that and doing the comps and doing all that. Because from my perspective, all the sports that I've played, the more I've played it, the more I've understood how to get into that state of calm and just kind of have that calm mind. Like, I mean, hitting a baseball, dude, it's tough. All right. Hitting a 90 mile an hour ball is pretty damn hard. So if your body is not relaxed enough to get your hands quick enough, Mm -hmm. if you're tense, like how quick are you when you're tense versus when you're relaxed, when you're relaxed, you're super quick. If you take that into your weightlifting. I know, right? right? I know. I know. I was was doing 19.4 yesterday. My coach is looking at me like, oh man, this is so bad. I was literally just picking the bar up, doing like a forearm curl and pressing it overhead. Not And I'm supposed to be doing a snatch. You had a perfect point though. It's like, I genuinely said it perfectly. Like how quick can you move when you're tense? When you're tense. You can't. You can't. You can't. You really can't. You see the slow motion of the guys running a hundred meters, they mm-hmm. come out of the blocks, and then they're like, they're not even that tense when they come out of the blocks. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no. Like yeah. everything is relaxed and fast. And yes. you see their like their jaw is relaxed. Jaw is it's just relaxed. like going up and the, down. The cheeks are the flapping cheeks, around yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. 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 like you yeah. See, like there's usually like. <laughs> That's the Jamaicans in Like, there's a white guy on the end who's like, his shoulders are up here. Yeah. But that's, that's the, you see the big difference between the guys who come first and the guys who come eighth. Yes. And like, actually, there's a their difference in the, in the physiology, their like posture, the way they yeah. look, yes. their posture, how tight they are, because yes. that's what gives you like the extra half a second or mm-hmm. like tenth of a second. Yes. And that's kind of. And when we're training, if we can get that extra tenth second, people are thinking about sprinting or that extra even 10%, 5%, whatever it is, yes. out of each training session. You get that one training session every single time that you train, maybe could be 365 times in a year, and you've got like a significant extra percentage in your training yes. on every year, just from being more calm, relaxed, mm-hmm. and faster. Faster. All I was thinking is, when I see athletes, right, and I see them, I see them training, like you said about the relaxed face, the first thing for me when I teach people is just let the face chill. If you can even smile when you are training, then you know you're in control. Yeah. But if you're if you're making pain face, then it probably means your airway's blocked. Yeah. Because you're making pain face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw one awesome thing. Caught a video of you doing. I feel it was a snatch the other day. And before you did the snatch, I haven't seen this before. But you opened your jaw as wide as you could, like you. Yeah. Open. <laughs> yeah, open. <laughs> and I said, "Yo, that is an awesome technique there," because that. I want to know more about what that does. I just do that automatically. Like. <laughs> Man, that <laughs> but I find it, it takes in, like I take a big breath in and uh-huh. I, I find I don't, if I take like a, if I purse my lips and take a small breath, I don't feel like I'm like as strong. Mm-hmm. I feel like it like opens my shoulders up. Mm-hmm. But it is something that I automatically just start to do and people like say it's like, the goldfish bowl face, but like Loving I can't it, lift heavy without doing it. I, yeah. don't, I don't know why. I mean, it's just something that I do automatically. I like it. I'm going to start using it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm going to patent it as like my technique now. Yeah, <laughs> it's done. Jaw snatch one time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's not a bad. That's that's not a bad thing. I mean, that's your way of getting into a state of flow. Yeah. At the end of the day, and yes. you brought that up a little while ago, and I read a book, uh, The Rise of Superman, by nice. Stephen Cutler, and he talks about Danny Wang. He was a, a skateboarder, and he talks about a couple of snowboarders. Because when you're doing things like that, and you have to make these split second decisions, mm-hmm. these calculations, and whatever. Even for you, when you're throwing a barbell up that weighs friggin', you know, 400 pounds, like, dude, you're doing a lot of math, a lot of physics, a lot of things that we don't even really think about. So it takes a lot to get into a state of flow. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned something yesterday, the chi. Mm -hmm. The chi, yes. Yeah, so like, and that has to do a lot with the flow state also. Exactly. And so can you talk a little bit about that too? Like from an, I think we're going more towards the elite athlete level Mm. in this conversation. Mm -hmm. So, and you have a lot of people that are aspiring to become elite athletes. So how can you harness that chi mm-hmm. and get into like that mental state of flow? Yes. Can so, I just, just preface that just yes. one quick, just real quickly. I think it's really important that people understand it's not so much like an elite athlete so much as like an elite mindset. Yes. So like, it's, it, it's like, in like you're, cause you're very right. It's like saying, okay, this is, these are kind of, I guess more advanced techniques, but if people were able to apply them as early on in their training as possible, even at work, then, even yeah, at work, even at work, like even, even at work. When, if you think of like stockbrokers or whatever mm-hmm. like that, if they controlled their breathing more, they'd mm-hmm. probably perform a lot you better. Get into a mental state, state yeah, you get into a state of flow. Yeah. It's like if I'm working on a presentation, if I'm stressed and I got people coming to my office, I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. But if I get into that state of flow where it's like, all right, you know, now I can jam, you know, yeah. and get my work done, especially with number crunching, it's like, all right, you know, you get into this hyper like friggin focus focus yeah yeah so, so it's like more it, of it, like it, a, it translates elite, to elite everybody performance right. yes. mindset like yeah, elite actually, performance mindset yeah, yes. and was, not just in movement athletics but just all around period yeah, yeah. If you want to perform this is what you need to do yeah and because so, it's something that's so easy everyone can breathe everyone can like breathe, everyone right? who's listening to the show can breathe you can breathe guys news for you you can breathe you've been breathing i'm just gonna we're gonna teach you how to utilize it please don't stop please don't stop breathing. <laughs> that, that's but, the thing that i try to tell people man which is look how long can you go without eating food before you die Ten if days I, 10 days i think food's 10 days right seven or 10 days yeah, I think so. Like water, water yeah. is more important. Water is more important, right? but you can go so, like seven or ten days, yeah. I think. Food is about 21 days, right? Water is about... Oh, it's, it's 21 days? Yes. Oof, I don't really want to do that. Yeah, it's not, it's, <laughs> it's not advised, guys. It's not advised, but it's possible. 21 days. And water food. is how much? Three to five. Three to five. Now, look, tell me, before you die, how long can you go without air? Yeah, for me, like one and a half minutes. One and a half minutes. <laughs> it's, it's, 30 seconds. It's not much, right? <laughs> it says eight to 21 days. Eight to 21 days. Bottom. Eight to 21 depending days. So on yeah, the you person. Got the t- you got, depending on the person. What guru level they're on. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> to check. How controlled. Yeah. How much they can breathe. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got eight to 21 days. So, nice. so Mahatma Gandhi survived 20. Gandhi went 21 days. Okay. Uh, so, that's just, that's a I'm not putting myself that's, in the same. Yeah. I'm not going to the same level, God. I think you're going to be eight. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, be like, it'll be like five before I hit somebody and like yeah, yeah. flash out. Yeah, I like one day and I'm like, oof. Dude, like, I wouldn't want to be around you an hour if you're hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hangry level 3,000. Yeah, yeah, Gandhi's probably right up there. I think he's probably. 
fairly in control of his, <laughs> his shit. Like, yeah, I so know, right? I don't know how we're going to get to 21. Yes. But no, but we're saying how breathing is so important. Yes. And actually people are doing it so often. Yes. So like, we can utilize it. Yeah. And we, it's very easy for even like the starting out athlete or the yes. starting out performance, like a, a achiever to be able to take control of. And as we said, if we can take control of even one to 5% of our training session and a little bit more and we times that over the amount of sessions we have in a year. Mm-hmm. It's huge performance gains. Yeah. And actually the that's, likelihood that's of becoming yes. an elite athlete in a shorter period, uh, of, time. period of time is, is much higher. Yes. So, yeah. Now, but, now I have a question, okay? You're, should should you're, we have the question before? Because we had the cheat question. The cheat question, the cheat question. <laughs> yes, my bad. I, <laughs> don't, I, forget, I, don't forget. Don't forget. I, I yeah. don't want to lose this What did you want to know? What did you want to know about the cheat? That's really... Where was I with the chi? Man, we lost the chi. Yeah, we lost the chi. How do we get into that state yeah. of flow? Stay in that flow. state of finding that the chi uh-huh. that supports. Because there, there's different chis for different things, right? There's different chis. No, I okay. think so. I mean, Let I'm, me just explain. I'm not an expert. A, the chi so. is a basic concept, right? Yep. But you have so, like the kwai chi and the something else. and. Qu- I'll, I'll I'm not around. I'm definitely. Please do explain it. Yes. We got the the Kwai Chi. Yeah. <laughs> Google that. Google Google yeah. Kwai Chi. It won't come up. <laughs> Does that not exist? No. Okay. So look, uh, Chi as a basic concept. Chi is from Chinese philosophy, ancient Chinese philosophy. Prana is from ancient Indian philosophy. They are the same thing. What do we call Chi and Prana? We call it energy. We call it life force. We call it the breath, air, the things that sustain life and keep things going. So. Chi has to move in a flow. You can even look at it like an electrical current. If there's blocks in the current, the current doesn't move as well. And we have an electrical current as well. Chi is very simple and easy. Yesterday, we did this awesome exercise that I just got Mehdi to rub his hands together as hard as he could and create heat. And within one minute, I just see the excitement on Mehdi's face, like my hands are tingling. Ah! <laughs> I feel, you so know, like, true, uh, it really like Dragon is. Ball Z Goku level. This is where Mehdi was. <laughs> see, we gotta, get, we gotta get him to do this. Yeah, man, I, I don't think he believes half the crap I'm saying. No, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to do it. I'm excited to do it. Definitely. Definitely, I'm excited to do it. So, chi is a basic concept. It's energy, but it's feeling it move in our body. And the one thing for me that it helped me so much with is my creativity, with my imagination. Why do I say that? As adults, we don't really nourish our creative side as much. Some people do. Some people don't get to as much because of their lifestyle. For me, I love breathing so much because the act of moving chi is the basic concept of where the mind goes, the energy flows. So if I imagine that I want the energy to move into my finger right now, I just breathe and draw a line from here to here. And how, what does that really mean? I just do this. And it may look very, very simple and, and silly, but this concept can wire through your whole body. It can wire through the center of your body. And when I use it on my athletes, they can picture what they are doing better because they understand, okay, so if I draw a line from here, there's no block in between, for example, if we look at it from a, a like trauma and emotional stress, some people hold emotional stress in their chest. You'll see some of your clients, you may, you may say to them, breathe. And every time they breathe, they get stuck here. Stuck means tension. So once that tension is released, then the current can flow. What does that mean? When you're getting them to do an overhead and they hit that overhead and they drop down into the squat and you say chest open, they know 
they can draw a line through their body and say, okay, I have the awareness, that mind-muscle connection to say, here are my hips, here is my chest, here is my neck, here is my head. And not saying, here is my hips, I'm blocked in my chest, I'm going to ignore it, here is my neck, here is my head. So imagination is key with the chi. So it's kind of like being able to understand through your brain Mm -hmm. about the whole nervous system within your body and understanding actually almost like proprioception. So yes. without being able to actually see what's moving, mm-hmm. you know, with it, you say, for example, you had your eyes closed, yes. you know where your hands are in mm-hmm. relation to the rest of your body yes. in a much kind of better way, I guess. Yes. Like, so, you know, like actually if you're, how many hold, fingers you're holding up and everything yes. like this, but very easily yes. because you can feel that with your muscles, but yes. actually like where your hands are, if your hands are behind the back or anything like this, mm-hmm. like then. Proprioception. Yeah. And even how many fingers you have. There's a re- really simple exercise I do with everyone in the beginning, which is, tap because some people can't do this yeah a lot of people struggle with this in the beginning when you play piano you're good at this you were saying about the piano music it chills you out yeah. this the more you can do this we have imagine if we just look at the physiology <laughs> we're, of our we're all literally we're all right. i can't wait to right. put, i can't wait to put this on <laughs> can you do it when you're looking at me no i can't do it <laughs> I can't do it with my left hand. I'm good with my right. So like, at the yes. moment, for the listeners, we're literally all we're at the moment just fingers. tapping our fingers to our thumbs like, yes. and going back yeah. and forth. Yes, and, and trying not to look at our having a little bit of trouble <laughs> going back and forth, but it's cool. Like, yeah. I'm like double tapping like my middle finger a little bit but yes. before I move on. So does so that mean I have more connection to that finger? That exa- that's exactly like, what it means. Like that one more? I, don't, yeah. fair enough, I okay. keep missing fingers and with my left hand. Whichever one you feel yeah. like, whichever one you feel that is heavier, and whichever one you feel is lighter and whichever one you feel is flimsy, yeah. notice that. And then the connection starts to build. These, so, are, these are intrinsic muscles we have. So they play with feeling. They play with receiving information for our brain. That's interesting. That's in- interesting that you say that. I had a PT with a kid earlier. Mm-hmm. His homework was literally take a ball and just throw it hand to hand. Yes. Just understand the hand movement. And then get to the point where you can look forward mm-hmm. and you're not even looking at the ball going hand to hand, just teaching yourself how to feel the ball. Yes. So it's an interesting concept because I was just doing that earlier and doing this with my right hand, super simple. Yes. Doing, doing it with my, my left, left hand, I keep missing these two fingers on my thumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it just building up that connection or yeah. reconnecting to this part of my body? Man, you do that for 10 minutes, you'll get it. It's one of these things where just keeping the connection, like you said, what does Meg always say? She says, movement is information. And it doesn't have to be movement is me aching the next day. Just movement is information. I can know my body more by just exploring. So by practicing, so by actually moving, we're receiving more information. And if we're also probably more important in this region, if we're not moving, then we're not receiving information. Then we're not receiving information. Even if it's just like, an athlete might do only one hour of training session, very intense a day, but then 23 hours they're sat down. So, like, so then 23 hours they're not receiving they're information. They're not receiving any information. So they're actually struggling then for their next session. Yes. They're not going to actually receive more and more information. Yes. So like we say about trying to walk as much and still, yeah. even if you're an elite athlete, like you're performing very, very highly in the gym for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, however long it is, still moving around still and moving. still feeling what's going on is, yes. is always good. Feeling and the environment. There's actually like, I've seen a few studies from where... This is the reason they have like PlayStations and stuff like that in people's uh, like so elite athletes will be able to relax a little bit more, but while still receiving information. Ah, yeah. they're actually like yeah. they're actually like rather than getting them to, they want them to sit down and relax like for a couple of hours of the day. But mm-hmm. they say, okay, look, play PlayStation, do whatever, even if it's brain games on still your phone or something like that. 
like they're still actually like moving neurons and everything like that yes. and actually moving their fingers and still receiving information still processing information still processing because their brain format. is like it does need to relax but it can relax in a kind of game format yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it can for me i don't see that movement is always continuing whether we whether we see it or not even if we're sitting right now and you try to be as still as you can the one thing that will continue is your breath if you're sleeping and someone is out cold the breath will still continue so to stimulate ourselves and movement always begins with the breath we don't have to be doing anything crazy to still be receiving information it's almost like a, that information is like a self realization every piece of information is like ah so i'm tapping i'm tapping i'm tapping and what if i do this and i explore and i say look i'm still tapping and when i go here and i put my arms and i externally rotate i feel issues happening okay well then what does that mean let me try and figure that out it's like a puzzle and each area of movement in our body we can play with that and and i've seen lots especially in the movement community meg will laugh at this right you see people move and they're they're moving and they're like oh you see their face their face change because they've just received some information and they're feeling okay this circle sucks yeah. this circle <laughs> that i'm doing sucks really bad i can hit this 90 this one is no way and you see the self realization on the person's face and it's like okay they're inside their body they're yeah. not they're not outside observing the environment but they're inside feeling the environment it's an interesting thing to see and explore so tell me more about the movement community for us who are like in personal training fitness mm. industry everything like that it's like well like isn't everyone in the movement community because mm. everyone's moving yes like, but is that just kind of like the official kind of terminology for like the guys who are trying to get more well versed with like what's going on inside their body and mm. teach others about it is that how you describe it i see the movement community as a subculture of the fitness industry so everyone in the fitness industry moves but I see the movement community specifically as a subculture because the intention is to be mobile, to be supple. That is the, the hard intention and to move in different patterns as well. I would say every new sport that you go into, we have to create a different map, a different mindset to go into. For example, if we're going into CrossFit, my mindset is different than when I'm training uh, calisthenics and it's different than when I'm training baseball. So in the movement, it's a lot to do with can either opening, expanding, and compressing, because these are the basic forms of everything we see is expanding and compressing, or it's growing and then hibernating. It's always an opposite, right? So the movement community like to have that mindset going on so that they can continue to open their body and know how to close their body and bend and twist, and then it gets more complex from there. So in terms of subculture, in terms of what is the movement community, I feel it's practicing tools to understand how each joint works as a unit. And I feel this intention is, depending on who is teaching, can be the same across all the fitness industry, but depending on who is teaching. Okay. And is there any difference from that to like inside that? Does animal flow come into that? Is that yes. within that side? Like yeah. is, and what's the difference between animal flow and like any other kind of movement i was just going to ask between that and like, calisthenics i'm glad we were on the same page yeah. with that dude because i was going to ask you animal flow and calisthenics because i see calisthenics mm -hmm. you know i mean <laughs> i'm going to get killed for this one but as parlor tricks you as, know, as like, what trick 
parlor tricks. What's that? Like, you know, just like circus tricks, you know? Oh, like okay, yes, yes, right? yes, 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 yes. I've <laughs> right? never heard that word so, before. Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, I mean, that's that's how I view calisthenics. Liam's like shaking his head like, oh, dude, really, Mehdi? But <laughs> it's that, it's animal, that flow, up, man. animal <laughs> flow, no, no, but animal flow to me is a lot different. Okay. I, I see yes. animal flow as it's a higher level than calisthenics and other gym sports because you're learning how to move and getting certain movement patterns. But, I mean, what do you think of that? So <laughs> um, CO2 release. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, you don't have to. We can, we can stay away from the controversial stuff. I already dug myself into a hole. So. To, be honest, to be honest, like, I see there's everyone has their own philosophy when they're training from CrossFit, from animal movement, from calisthenics. So I see it as what is the person who is teaching intention. Intention is a big thing for me. It helps me get everything that I want. Um, and when I say that, I say that meaning what I want to attract into my life, I put good intention out, I receive what I want from that. Now, when it comes into animal movement, animal movement I feel is awesome because it's functional. But it's not functional in a linear fashion, it's functional in a flowy, uh, wave, spirally fashion. There's functional training that we see in the fitness industry, but it's very boxy. It's very square in terms of the patterns are very square. And in nature, nothing. There's no squares. That's not a shape that comes up. <laughs> <clears throat> so when you see, for example, a, a plant that grows out of the ground, right? Doesn't Even if in the end you see that it has a straight stem, it never grew straight up, grew this way. The planet is not square. Surround. <laughs> yeah, and even when things grow, like they grow towards the sun usually, and then actually when the sun moves, like they move as well. They like even really, even by small amounts, like a wave, like yeah. a sway. No, I get, I get so that. linear patterns. I see animal movement as a way to take the body out of linear patterns, and we live in a we're in a square room right now. So this immediately has an effect on our, our mental state because we are seeing one pattern, and that pattern is an unnatural pattern. When someone goes outside and they breathe in the fresh air, they feel happy because... Man, why didn't you put circles on the wall instead? Why didn't you put damn circles Man, on the wall? Man, if I knew that, I would, have, I would have built my house in a circle, dude. In a circle. <laughs> different I, shape. Different if you don't know and you had circles in here, I'd be like... Why is this guy's this house shaped like a bit, ball? This is a bit <laughs> trippy, man. <laughs> creative, though. <laughs> but it, it, does, it does make sense. And when, when you talk about going outside, I mean, even in the summertime, yeah, it's hot as hell in Kuwait. But just going outside and Still just being out, yeah. just being out there, just getting out of a box. Yes. You know, when yes, you when yes. you're in a box, you're gonna feel boxed in. That makes feel sense. Boxed in, yeah. You know, so getting outside, it just makes a world of difference. Yes. And that's why like my grandma would be like, just go outside. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, you just get outside. Yeah. Get outside. Did your grandma do animal flow? She probably did. <laughs> yeah. Dude, my, my, my American grandmother, she used to climb trees and crap. She was nice. crazy up until the age of like 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Like she, she'd go up, cut branches down and everything. So strong. She, yeah, she was game, dude. She strong. was definitely game. Strong, strong, but, strong. But um, now, animal flow, uh, can you go into that a little bit more? I mean, because some people think of uh, a duck walk. You know, you'll see that in gyms mm-hmm. mostly or a bear crawl. Mm-hmm. And you see that as part of like a warm up for, you know, CrossFit or whatever, whatever it is or mm-hmm. whatever functional movement things going on. So talk about animal flow and animal flow training. Is there an animal flow training? Is there a specific field for it? A specific field. Animal flow, I feel, is because it's not linear, because it's not in a linear fashion, it's more to do with uh, more to do with principles than it is to do with this is how you do it that's probably the first thing i'll say 
everyone's body is different, like we know. So it's not so much as linear as you have to do it this way and these are the rules for it. It's just these are the principles. Go play. Explore your body. Explore how this joint feels. When you feel pain, like Megan says all the time, pain is information. Our body telling us, it can be telling us anything. It can be saying, okay, we need to start moving in a different way around this joint. We need to start relaxing ourselves at the opposing ball and socket joint of this hinge joint, for example. Um, a lot of people get knee pain, elbow pain, tendonitis. Elbow only has two functions. Shoulder has is a ball and socket. Wrist is a ball and socket. So the issue is probably not happening here, even though the pain is here. So the information that we take from that is going to help us in animal movement to flow around where the pain is, wherever that may be or whatever it may feel like. So People don't really like that idea, though, do they? No. They everyone. don't really like the idea of it not being a linear fashion. Because, uh -huh. I mean, especially in this region, you get a lot of people go, okay, I have this problem. I want you to fix it. When's it going to be fixed by? Uh -huh. Like, And it's like, that is, has to happen in a straight line. Like, it's not. Line. And if, once they go, well, actually, it might be because of this, it might be because of this, and it's probably because of a number, like three or four different reasons. Uh -huh. And they're like, okay, but like, how do I fix it? How do you fix it? Okay, well, you're going to, for three or four different things, you're going to have to, like, uh, like you're going to have to do three or four different things. And they're like, okay, but like, what exactly do I have to do? Like, can you write it down for me? And like, well, yeah. I also know <laughs> like, <laughs> because <laughs> actually like it's going to take a whole load of different things and a different yes. mindset and all different this mindset. like people like to be told okay what are the rules of the game that I'm playing uh -huh. and like how do I win yes how like, do you win? Like, but that, that goes like, back to education here like education here is very much memorized do as same in the UK but like, this is just like everywhere yeah. so like but I'm saying just within the people, fitness industry for sure it's here people but, want that straight line but yeah people, people just want to know okay like uh, I want to lose 6.8 kilos and like how long is it going to take me mm -hmm. like, okay well like as soon as you start the, <laughs> the simplest rule in fitness like is like okay muscle weighs more than fat mm -hmm. and then as soon as you tell people that like, like actually their weight might not go down but they're going to look better they're like mind blown they're like mind oh, blown. no that's too much yeah, yeah, like, there's yeah, too, much. too many variables there I don't really have to I'm not stepping on the scales anymore. This is yeah. going to be weird. So, like, it's like actually when I guess it's like when people come out of that, the animal flow is quite hard for a lot of people to get into because they have to really release their mind and yeah. like think in a non linear fashion. Yes. They have to think in a way that's not like, okay, I get up in the morning, I go to work, mm -hmm. and then I come home, and then I have a nap, mm -hmm. and then I go to the gym, and then I come home, and I eat, and I go to sleep. Yes. It's like actually you need to almost put like 30 minutes in there uh -huh. to just play, as yes. you said. Like, and it's actually like play is like something that doesn't exist here yeah. like, at all. Like even from pretty much from like I see when people leave primary school, like play is like obliterated. Mm -hmm. It's gone because mm -hmm. there's no playing outside. Mm -hmm. There's no like, as you said, just like go like your grandma go and go outside. Yeah. And like yeah. going and knocking on your friend's door and be like, can you come out? And like mm -hmm. sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. Even yeah. that is an element of play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is yeah. play. Like, it's like You've got to get there and, and know in your head when you get to your friend's house that look, they may not answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 yeah like, it doesn't like, happen anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. like, let me send him a text. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's not fun. It's yeah. not as fun. Like, this is the thing. It's no fun. There's no like door knocking and then running away. There's no like, <laughs> yeah. there's no like actually. Ditch and stuff. Uh, so like the best thing is like, 
coming up to try and play football and you're like, go, actually, it's not my ball. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not my like, ball. <laughs> you'll have to go ask the guy whose ball it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no like, what if something doesn't happen? Like, yeah. Everyone is messaging true, ahead dude. to like yeah, make sure so true, everyone's dude. booking in to do yeah, this, booking true. in to do that. That's true, man. Like, not flowing with it. Yeah, not flowing with it at all. There's no flexibility yes. to people's lives at the moment. And I guess animal flow is like the like physical representation of flexibility in people's lives. Yes. And like people are averse to getting into that. More people, I think, are getting to that. They're understanding that they want to do it. But I think even in personal trainers and people who are well in the fitness industry, those are the only people who I see moving towards it. Yes. Because they see it as uh, like, uh, and coming back to like a full circle to your point about the difference between calisthenics and uh, like animal flow and things. I see like calisthenics as like a sport, a mm. skill, mm, 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 and like mm, animal mm, flow mm. for me is more like a fundamental movement pattern to help you with everything else. Yes, yeah. yes. because I was looking. At, uh, this is a problem I had with like animal flow and like spinal waves and everything. I was trying to find a resource to actually like learn it, mm. and it's very hard to do <laughs> because it is that element yeah. of just going. Yeah, we'll just go do it. Yeah, like, yeah. And actually, like you'll find the way that your body moves, yes. and you'll find where those blocks are and things. Yes. But like you have to be able to like be open to finding Them, or, or be, be able to receiving that information. Yeah, receiving the information. Yeah. That's not really any information. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, not it's not like well, it's a different language, isn't it? Like yeah. the body we lose the language. The body, As yeah. adults, we lose it. I mean, yeah, look at look term. at kids, dude. Like yesterday they I was know the language. Reese, I taught DJ how to climb a tree and he picked it up in like five seconds. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like, yeah. all right, analyze the tree, find out where you're gonna put your feet. Well, and he figured it out. You know, the yeah. strength wasn't really there. And then I went to do it afterwards. And it was like, it was a struggle, man. Yeah. It was like, it was too mechanical. Whereas he was just like, all right, you know, I'll do bum, this. Bum, I'll bum, try bum, this. Yeah. And it's like, we lose like They just that. see the next step. And like, then that's it. Like, you, whereas you're kind of looking, you're going, what if I fall? What if, mm -hmm. what if this yeah, yeah, like, dude, What if yeah. I break my arm? Yep. What if I can't go to yep. work the next day? And like all this linear stuff of yes. like, what happens? That mental stress when we get older, the fear element, right? Yeah, that's what it is. something yeah. new. And... In the movement culture, one big thing is expressing yourself. Just express it, whatever it is. This is why I like the big jaw snatch, because it's like, I'm going to go lift this big weight. Let me express that it's going to be the biggest weight that I'm going to lift today. And, uh, and just one time, because if we express, then we can uh, let it flow. Linear sucks, man. <laughs> Linear sucks. Like yesterday in the middle of the workout, I think it was when I was on my burpees at the end. Like I was like 20 seconds and I was like going to like a bat out of hell. And there was that like number six. I was like, just breathe it, breathe through it, breathe through, it. get some deep breaths. And it helped. And that was from our conversation earlier in the morning, just to breathe yes. and get that breath in. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I felt like I was going to black out at the end of it, you know, but it you was, to the end. I got to the end mm -hmm. at the, I've never gone through burpees as hard as I went through mm -hmm. yesterday. Like it was just like, Powerful. I've never done that. I've never gone that hard. And it was finding that dark place that a lot of CrossFitters talk about. What dark place? It's like, I've heard Rob say it before. It's like, Rob it's, goes it, intense with I, the dark I think place. It's, I think it's like this place where you just don't give a crap. <laughs> it's, okay. it's like, let me go. When he's training, he has to figure out that, yes, I need to control not just my breath, not just my body. But I need to control the visual information I'm receiving. I need to control the sound. the sound. And when you see a sprinter come out of the blocks, if he is more hypersensitive to sound, to sight, when he's in that set and the go comes, he's going to react to the go quicker. So it's his like the beginning of the gunshot rather the than the end of the gunshot. Exactly. And reacting to the end of it. Hypersensitivity yeah. for an athlete is key. To be hypersensitive, like you said, to that that 10, 9, 8, that countdown, and you hear the beep, 
Yeah. To know, okay, it's time to amp myself up. I've been saving all this energy. And when the time goes, I'm in the zone. Yeah. Makes a huge difference. Makes a huge difference. So, so I think this is probably for me, like you've managed to verbalize it a lot better than I could to any of my athletes, but this is kind of the thing that I try to get with them, like in the 10, 9, 8, 7, mm-hmm, things like that, mm-hmm. and the different ways of competition entering that flow state, the state of control. Yes. But yeah, you've managed to verbalize it a hell of a lot better than, than I could. But Respect. yeah, it, it makes a massive, massive difference. And I think this is the big difference that separates a lot of amateur athletes. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like say the battle of the east level oh, yeah like, yeah without a doubt their ability to you see the guys who played sport before okay because yes. they can control themselves they can control and you can see the guys who have only just been doing crossfit or crossfit is the only sport maybe for one or two years okay yeah. Even so less they're rushing. yeah yeah like yeah. they rush yep. through to like try and like complete everything all at the same time whereas like the other yourself. guy is just like controlling and yeah. moving and he knows whether whether he's like yeah. revving up or going down he uh-huh. knows if he's going too fast or too slow yes and like he's calm he's okay with yeah. what he's doing at the time yeah we go get there exactly. i mean I, I was watching i was watching rob go through his workout it looked huh. like he wasn't even trying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and i tell the kids that i coach a lot mm. don't try too hard just relax and then when you're relaxed it's going to be a lot easier mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. sure enough Complete. you know when they relax they do a hell of a lot better versus when they're tense and they're trying too hard mm-hmm. and even myself i still make this mistake mm-hmm. where you know i mean i showed you the video earlier liam saw did i show you the video oh, of me what? snatching no i'll you, show you, you i'll show you, you that. demonstrated it to me. <laughs> yeah. so i mean and i wasn't relaxed and even you could see it in my eyes it's friggin you said yeah, relax relax horrible. muscles are fast muscles yeah, yeah. like yeah. i mean counterintuitive to what we might think yeah, yeah. 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 relax muscles are fast muscles yes. and they're still strong they're really and they're still so very strong it's like it's like a band like a tension from the band where it would just recoil yeah there's no actual need to be ten to be tense for more than the amount of time you need that tension for yeah. if you're nervous about the movement though i think that's what really builds up the tension i think if you're nervous about the movement what yeah, do you like, mean I mean, by that I, like if i'm doing snatches mm-hmm. i'm freaking out because i i suck at snatches okay whereas if i was good at snatching and i've been doing it for years like you then I could do it like, you know, throwing up a featherweight, so to speak. Would you say that's under the pressure of time and competition that you would get nervous about snatching than if you were just training or? Yeah, I'd say that and just the fact that I kind of suck at it. <laughs> you know, like, well, I think that's where we, when we come back to what we said at the beginning, like the movement blocks. I yeah. think people get more stressed about the blocking their own movement uh-huh. rather than necessarily like even the complexity of the movement. Yeah. So say the snatch is like one of the most technical movements maybe like the body can do like with heavy weight. If they can do it, no problem. But if they're worried about their breathing or their chest or their, they think their shoulder is more tight than actually necessarily is, then, then that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And then they're actually going to move in a slightly different way. Yes. And so then actually like the, the ability to relax, control the breathing mm-hmm. and control the body then actually makes you better at the movement that you thought that you yeah. were bad at. Yeah. There we go. Damn, damn, this, this, this episode, go. yeah, dude, yeah. There we go, dude. Bullets everywhere. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Shoot, this episode took a for hell of a turn, yeah, dude. Like, for sure, like, I need to come and do some stuff with you, for sure. We've got to make out, like, man. We definitely need to dude, make out. Dude, it's like, freaking yeah. awesome. I want to do some more work, Because yeah, yeah. like, I've done similar stuff before, but and I think I uh, haven't been able to be taken through it. It would be a huge thing. So, definitely. I mean, man, and you've also got to come back on the show so we can talk about it. So, I'm down, man. Yeah, yeah I'm for down. definitely for definite so. it's been fun it's been Appreciate fun, it's been it, fun. Yeah, thank thanks, you very much dude. thank you very thanks, much buddy. good work yeah, thanks yeah. man 
Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at the Project Kuwait. Thank you, and join us next time.